All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron. Uh, real quick, man, I, I know y'all just heard that A1 Guarinato commercial there. I had to sing their praises a little bit here this morning. Shout out to Justin Nelson and the team over there. Guys, when I say, you know, remember those Bosley hair club commercials? He's like, not only am I a president, I'm also the client. You know, he used the commercial. He used them as well. Nobody does that for Viagra. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, <laughs> I was like, nobody does that. <clears throat> Viagra, if you need a spokesman. You know, nobody's like Roman Health. Like, I'm also a client. Viagra, if you need a spokesman. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, anyway, I say all that to say, not only do they advertise with me, I legitimately use A1 Gear and Auto for all of my my automotive services. And <clears throat> we got, they, they, they got a part ordered for for one of the kids' cars now for the air conditioner and a BMW, which a oh, nightmare in and of itself, but they're working on that. Took another one of the kids' trucks over there yesterday. Had to have it towed because it, would, it wouldn't cut off. You could crank it, Sean, but you couldn't cut it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, within 20 seconds, Justin had it figured out. It was a, a wire was going somewhere. It didn't need to be. Whatever it was. Sure. Had it figured out. Had it fixed. Boom. Taken care of. That's nice. And, and, and it, it's just... That kind of service I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He had already experienced, apparently, somebody else had the same truck with a very similar problem earlier in the week. He was able to reference back what was wrong with that one. Mm-hmm. Bam, that, let's let's start there. That's what experience will get you. Right? It, exactly. Right, you know? Experience, you know, troubleshooting. So, look, man, it, and, I, and, I, and I tell you that story to make the point that it is A1 gear and auto. They, their main thing, what, the, what they specialize in, have led the industry in in this area for the last 15 years is your ring and pinion and gears and transfer cases. But don't let that stop you from taking them there for any problem you have with your vehicle. They're automotive repair specialists. They can they can diagnose it, look at it. And here's what I love about Justin. He'll tell you, hey, look, here's what's wrong, but, but let me refer you to over here for it. And a lot of the times, he's not going to charge you for diagnosing your vehicle. You know, it's like, hey, if I can't fix it, I'm not going to charge you to tell you what it is. Now, that may be, depending on how far they got to go into them, it's different on everything. But if it's a surface-level issue and they can figure it out, let them figure it out for you. And uh, if they need to send it to another specialist, you can work that out. They can help you. They can assist you. They can refer somebody. You know, like a good doctor. They can refer you to a specialist. But check them out, man. Right there in Florence, Mississippi. Good, God-fearing folks. Locally owned, locally operated. That's A1 Gear and Auto I, not only do I advertise them, I also use them. They've done now three different things for me in the last few months. I told them, I said, you do business with me long enough that me and or the people I hang out with or, or uh, am related to whose vehicles will break down, and we will start sending business your way. And sure enough, we have. Summertime in Mississippi has that effect on vehicles. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like wintertime up north, it's summertime down south. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right, look, let's jump into this. I got a, we got a video here from WLBT that I think can kind of sub- you know, surmise what happened. Which one is this? The uh, Brookhaven thing. This or? is the we're gonna start with okay. the Brookhaven. I didn't stuff. know if it was your buddy. No, no. We'll, let's start with this. And okay, then we'll, cool. We'll work our way to Polo. Yeah. All right. All right. Bet. Here we go. This is uh the two two. I mean, this is how the media has to frame this, y'all. This was two villainous white men shooting at a poor black guy. Public school district is investigating right. testing. Wait, nope. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> Wrong one. I'm not resetting. We're just going to go to this video. We're going to go to the uh, the FedEx video. Y'all bear with me a second. Sean actually did a lot of homework on this, and we've been sitting here talking about it. This is a really interesting case, in my opinion, because the way it was painted in the media, 
you got to let that 13-second ad run here. The way it was painted in the media was these were two racist white guys who were just sh- shooting at a black guy in a FedEx truck for for riding around the backwoods. It, it's a little bit more to it than that. I'm not saying I don't want to try to get to what was in their hearts or their minds or whatever, but after hearing some of the evidence yesterday, my mind has changed a little bit because, honestly, that's how I thought about it, too, until I heard some of the evidence. I'm like, uh, I'm not saying what they did was right. I just don't think it was race-based. All right, here we go. LBT News starts now. We continue to follow your breaking news from Brookhaven tonight. Yeah, a judge declares a mistrial in the case involving a white father and son charged with attempted murder for the shooting of, or shooting at, that is, a black FedEx driver. Now, Gregory Case and his son Brandon are accused of chasing and shooting at Dean Ontario Gibson as he was dropping off a package in Brookhaven. Three on your side's Quentin Smith joins us live now. Quentin, what was the reaction following the judge's decision today? Well, Courtney Ann, none of the reactions were the same today. When it comes to the defendants who are on trial, Greg Case and his son, Brandon, they were stoic and didn't show any emotion or have any reaction when the judge declared this a mistrial. But when it comes to Gibson's mother, she was the complete opposite. I want to paint this picture real quick. Gibson's mother is the guy who got shot, not shot at. He did not actually get shot, got shot at. Mm -hmm. His mother throws a, a hissy fit. In court. I mean, a hissy fit. Very, very disrespectful. Once the judge made his decision today, she let out a loud expletive and stormed out of the courtroom, visibly upset with the way things ended today. There are only two parties in the case, the state of Mississippi and, of course, the defense. Just minutes into day three of this trial, and the defense makes this motion. We moved to for the court to order a mistrial. Attorney Dan Kitchen saying there were three errors made by a key witness by the prosecution, Detective Vincent Fernando, who's also the lead investigator on this case. All three happening during day two of the trial, including when Fernando admitted that he has a recorded conversation of him interviewing the victim, DeMontario Gibson, but that evidence was never turned over to the district attorney's office or to defense attorneys. This is Fernando's admission on the stand on Wednesday. I was interviewing him inside the police station. We have that uh, footage, audio, video recording when he gave me a written statement. His statement was recorded with audio and video, and y'all have that? He gave me a written statement. I have a few questions. Yes, sir. Following these developments, Lincoln County Circuit Court Judge David Strong says he was left with no other choice but to declare a mistrial. All right, we can stop it there because it's about another two minutes long. But we just got to the point. I wanted y'all to hear Fernando's testimony there. Sean, so my understanding is, and I have a very rudimentary understanding Mm -hmm. of of how all this works, but there was some evidence, a video interview with the... With the victim? Yeah, with the victim, with Mr. Gibson. is what the, the police took and they videotaped it. And they and, withheld it for some reason? Well, they didn't turn it over. I don't know. If, uh, and they didn't turn it. It sounds like, from what I'm reading, is that they had a, writ- they had a written statement from the video, is what it, what it sounds like, at least. Okay. And they turned that over, but they didn't turn the video over. And so that, that caused the whole thing. They should have turned the video over. And there was also, what, what is, isn't brought up in this video, from my understanding, is there was multiple things that they were not, that they deemed inadmissible. And mm-hmm. the the Fernando, while on the stand, 
kept mentioning these things yeah. to the jury. Like him having rifles in the house and shell casings in the yard. Yeah, because the shell cases were where they actually did their target practice and mm-hmm. all, all kind of other stuff. Don't want to make them sound like they were just shooting up people all the time is why you don't want that in. And that's yeah. in the, right. And he was, and he mentioned that. So, um, so him mentioning that, does that help or hurt the defense, you think? I mean, that's going to, I would think that would hurt the defense because yeah, it looks okay. like they're just kind of going around with shooting guns at whoever. And, yeah. you know, I mean, of course, they could be, I mean, isn't this in the middle of the country, right? Yeah. I mean, they could be just guys shooting targets. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, and, and that's that, why it just doesn't come in. Yeah, because they said there was a pile of artillery, you know, yeah. artillery there. It wasn't, I mean, cases. it's not related to the case. Yeah. So it doesn't really, that would be admissible to me, at least. Yeah, you know, and after, after watching that rape case last week, uh, and all the events that led up to his DUI, and then after that, were not deemed admissible. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I can see yeah, this, why a little better. Simple way to put it, I mean, you just want the case to be about the case. You know, you don't want it to be about trying to infer that oh, you know, other crimes, but you can't have that kind of thing or bad acts. You don't, you don't want that kind of stuff to come in. And so I'm sure that's why they, they left it out. Like they don't want to be like, oh, look, these guys are just these heavily armed, you know, these heavily armed guys that live out in the middle of the country and they're shooting up whoever i mean because it kind of is vague like what were they shooting at and so i think yeah that's why they kept it out yeah so so uh, here's a bigger argument or a bigger conversation as part of this the the fedex uses these independent services i deal with them my business every day these guys actually and uh i guess an unmarked van and the guy's not wearing FedEx clothes, obviously. No, he was. was yeah, he? yeah, he was wearing FedEx. From what I read last night, he was. What Usually what they do is, like, everybody's familiar with UPS and FedEx. And mm-hmm. UPS is actually, like, the whole union thing that happened recently. UPS hires its own drivers, trains them. And I think you actually work your way up through the company to become a driver. You do. And FedEx is different. So somebody like me or you could buy a FedEx route. And we'd buy the trucks and we'd hire the drivers. And we'd pay for their uniforms. And so, I'd like I said, I'd deal with them shipping, like, pretty much every day. And... They um, show up. They're always in uniform. Now, they have unmarked trucks constantly because this is just, you know, they have FedEx trucks, too, that the independent contractor will buy. But they have a ton of, like, they'll show I can tell you, I'm going to show up in my office with just an unmarked truck. Well, yeah, I had one at my house about three years ago. She, she brought it up there, and she saw my security camera and ripped my security camera off and set it on the thing. Really? Yeah, I put it, on, I put it all over social media and... Uh, the, the owner of that FedEx route called and apologized and said, man, I don't, I don't know what she was thinking. I, mean, I never really got any real resolution to it. I mean, I got a, I got an apology, but, mm-hmm. you know. That's weird. I mean, I've noticed, you know, something with the those FedEx guys and, and a lot of those independent contractors work really hard, but they're also, they're not getting, they're not getting paid like the UPS guys. Yeah. They don't have the benefits and all and that kind of well, stuff. So I know there's a little, and they're doing the same job essentially. I mean, well, they didn't start at the bottom and work their way up either. Yeah, they did. And I know UPS is completely, I've worked at UPS in college actually, and it's an interesting way they have you build up through the company. It takes a while and hard work to become a driver. You have to understand mm-hmm. how it all works. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good you, company. Yeah, I mean, by the time you get on the truck, you understand what it takes to be on that truck. Absolutely. There's absolutely. no entitlement once you get there. Yeah, I mean, and FedEx is just not that way. It's kind of a little more, in my opinion, a lot more rat. I like using UPS in my, more than I do FedEx. And, uh, the, um, and that, so that's what I, I assume when I, this initially happened, I read about it. I knew exactly what the guy, the kid that was, I forget how old he was, but I think he was pretty young and was wearing a, you know, FedEx uniform and an unmarked truck, which is just a common occurrence, especially if they're going out, you know, Especially Brookhaven's kind of in the country out there. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, and so like there's probably easier for them to access an unmarked truck. I think it was a Hertz truck in this case, and he drove up there. So let's jump to the mistrial part. Mm-hmm. Or what's next, should I say? So there's a mistrial. I mean, I don't, it doesn't help anybody, but it does keep these guys out on bond a little while longer. Yeah, it's just going to, I mean, it's just going to delay the trial, and then they're going to have it again. They got the, I mean, really, 
if it's if it's like it says where they already had the written statement and they already know what he said in the video. So it's just I mean they just they should have now I'm not saying the police did a did a good job. They should have turned it over. Uh, absolutely. They should have sure. turned it over. And they they didn't even turn over the DA's office. They just didn't they just kept it. So um I don't know that it's going to have any new revelations in there based considering they had a written statement already. The um it's just going to this is just causing this is just a problem because they should have, you know, turned the whole thing over and it's just going to delay the trial. So they had to get a new jury everything, right? Yeah, they're going to yeah, they're going to have to go do the whole process again. Interesting. So the, the, you probably not, can't answer this, but maybe you can. How long does it take to reset, and when can we expect a new trial potentially? Well, I mean, that's going to be up to the court's docket, and whenever they can fit it in, I imagine it happened this year sometime, though. Gotcha. I would All think right. so. You guys got any thoughts on that? Uh, also, though, I did read something interesting, too, Clay. Yeah. The, uh, they had a grand jury report in, Burke, in Lincoln County, and the grand jury wrote a letter scathing the police department on their other investigations. So apparently, the you know, the the police department has had a lot of issues in terms of their, well, how they investigate these cases. Well, yeah, I guess on the second half of this video that we didn't play, the attorney for Gibson. Yeah, Gibson. His, his attorney is asking the Justice Department to look into the Brookhaven Police Department mm-hmm. for the way they kind of fumbled this. Yeah, apparently it wasn't just this. It's like, I think it was 16 other cases the grand jury wrote about, something like that. Like, this has been a common thing with their police department. This doesn't seem like this was the DA's office or, or anything like that. This was just, and the judge kind of jumped on the police department there. Because, I mean, they should just turn the dang thing over. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Now, again, I don't think there's going to be some shocking revelations from the video that you didn't have in a written yeah. statement. But the fact of the matter is that you've got to turn it over, and they didn't do that. And um, so now you're going to start this whole thing over again. Good times. Good times. All right, let's take a break. Come back. We're going to get into Polo, my old buddy. He's uh, His trial starts Monday. Going to be good times there. <laughs> going to be good times. We've got some questions about it. This is a clay. I got show. some questions about your co-host going on trial for murder, man. Is that like a theme or <laughs> like I got something to worry about? <laughs> don't <laughs> behave, Sean. <laughs> don't kill anybody. My track record for my co-host ain't good. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll be here. What did Pot say? I rolled with them killers. <laughs> no, that was a uh, Master P. Anyway, we'll be right back on 103.9 FM, WYAB. All right, welcome back in oh. to the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM. Hey, this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Gracie South Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing. Get over there today and start your jiu-jitsu classes. And hey, maybe, it, maybe you don't want to do all the rolling around in the jiu-jitsu stuff. They have women's self-defense classes. They have kickboxing, like cardio kickboxing, and they also have children's jiu-jitsu. No better way to get your kids uh, toughened up a little bit, teach them some discipline and uh, some bully prevention. And if you decide you, you want to start taking the adult jiu-jitsu classes, they're taught by Hoist Gracie Black Belt, the one and only Mr. Chance Shepard. they got two locations to serve you. In Madison on Ridgecrest Drive, in Pearl at Fairmont Plaza. You can check them out online, GracieSouth.com. Get out there and get you some jujitsu and kickboxing classes today. The first week's free. So if you get over there Monday, you get the whole week for free. And then after that, if you'll mention you heard it right here on this show, the Clay Edwards Show, you're going to get 20% off of your fees moving forward. So can't beat that all right we're gonna throw an audible here we're gonna circle back and and talk about the details of this of this fedex trial uh, the the two white guys all that good stuff down in brookhaven and then we will get to polo in the next segment so we want to talk about that too in the second hour we've got something 
we got some cool plans, so just stay tuned for the whole show today. All right, Sean, tell us some details that you think are worth mentioning in this thing. Like, let's fast forward to. Yeah, I just kind of yeah give the quick. So apparently, these two guys, the uh, cases right that were the um, that are the defendants in the case, the father son, the father son uh, Gregory and uh, Brendan a uh, Brandon case. They um, a FedEx driver came to I think I think it was their grandmother's house yeah. is what they saw. And um, and he was he was you know he he was in uniform but an unmarked vehicle from what I read, and they um were attempting to stop him when he was trying to leave, and he didn't stop and he kept on going. They chased him and some gunfire was fired fired at the FedEx truck or the unmarked FedEx truck, and that's kind of the crux of the whole thing. And I think what it really and I haven't even read this what they're because it's too early in the trial really I guess or, or to put it out there. I assume they said it in their opening statement, but I didn't see that reported. Um. Whether this is a castle doctrine situation or not is really the best way to put it. And, I mean, I don't see that it is, that it could be a castle doctrine situation. And uh, he certainly wasn't breaking into their house where they had to shoot him. And it wasn't like – it wasn't a stand-your-ground situation where he was threatening them. So they were just – it was kind of like this, Clay. It's kind of like – say you think someone stole something of yours, and you chase them, and you shoot after them. It's kind of like one of those situations is yeah. what I think more that's more applicable than, than saying using, like, castle doctrine. I don't think they have a castle doctrine argument whatsoever. So, But um, I think that's what they're going to say. Like we, But you can't – but the thing is you can't just chase somebody down that stole, like, your TV and just shoot them. Like, you just can't do that. You should be able to. Well, I mean, that's one thing or another, but, I mean, I'm just saying you right now you can't do that. And um, and this guy, obviously, he didn't steal anything. He just was delivering yeah. packages or whatever he was doing. So these guys really had no business. Um, I don't know. And, again, I don't know if whether it was race-based or what it was based, but the fact of the matter is that they shouldn't have chased this guy down and shot at him. I mean, that just right. boils down to that. What is the what is the actual charges? Uh, they charged him with attempted murder conspiracy and i can't remember the other one that's all i top of my head that's what it was though attempted murder for the shooting which i actually i thought aggravated assault would have been a better charge than that but they went with attempted murder which is kind of like a new they didn't pass attempted murder statute till i think like around 2014 2015 before we didn't even have it yeah. i call it like the uh tv effect on the legislature yeah. prior to like 2014 we didn't have first degree murder and second degree murder it was just murder murder yeah. and manslaughter and now we got first degree murder and second degree murder because that's cool and that's on law and order yeah. i mean there's some parts of it that are good it helps you settle cases and i get that it's it's not all or nothing like it used to be like you either you know you could take murder and have life in prison or you can manslaughter in 20 years this one you get a second degree murder charge it's a it's a scale of 40 years and that was actually passed just about the time i was exiting out but the um but i always they just split the old murder statue into two the same verbiage <laughs> and uh i just always thought it was like they i always called it just oh the tv legislation because everybody wanted everybody wanted to have first degree murder and second degree murder because it just sounds like you know, something we should have. That, that's the way I looked at it. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. <laughs> yeah, and then they had, then they did attempted murder, which we didn't used to have, or at least we, nobody used it. We may have had on the books. I never. We always you would use aggravated assault. Right, and so, so they charge him with attempted murder. Here he's indicted for that. So, attempted murder conspiracy and shooting into an occupied vehicle. That's what. Yeah, I was going to say shooting into an occupied yeah. vehicle. Um, here's my thoughts on this. I think that they thought they were doing the right thing. They they thought they were. Saving grandma and or I guess it would be one of their mothers and the other grandmother, mm-hmm. if it's father, son, or maybe a great grandmother and grandmother. Uh, I, I, I think they obviously handled it wrong. But yeah, I'm just I mean, just call the police again. This yeah. goes to one of the situations where this is what we pay yeah, and, the police get and, paid for. And that's if, you know, he didn't try to run over them and some other stuff. I mean, a lot of things. There's a lot of moving parts. there. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't there. 
So, and then I don't even know once he, even if he tries to run over and you got to dive out of the way, are you allowed to chase him and shoot him? If you're the initial aggressor, then you cannot claim self-defense. That's, that's, right. that's the law. You can't do that. Um, so he, if they these guys were obviously the initial aggressor in the situation, I don't think they can just then, you know, claim self-defense if they tried to block him off or they just didn't have any legal right to do what they were doing. And that's why, I mean, that's frankly, that's why they're in this situation. Um, and it just, I always think the lesson is like when something like this, ha- unless they're in your house, look, Clay, if they're in your house, someone breaks in your house, you know, shoot them. Like, I, I get it, right? But if there, if it's a situation like this where you're iffy and you don't know, like the George Zimmerman situation that we talk about, just call the police. Well, this is uh, this is actually very similar, minus a death or a physical attack. Mm-hmm. Which I guess you could argue being shot at is a physical attack. Um, what was that guy's name in Georgia? The guy that was John Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah, and the yeah. two, the two, the white father and yeah. son, and the third guy. And it was that wasn't even that was the same thing. It was a house across the street from them, was it, or was, was that their yeah, house? They, they, uh, somebody similar had been breaking in some houses. It was like a, they were building. It was a house that was being built. Yeah, I think. And now look, I think this guy. I think he was over there breaking in houses, but they've tried to say he was just a jogger. He was a jogger. Yeah. In blue jeans and <laughs> he wasn't jogging. Let's just, yeah. let's just, he was running because he was getting he was got caught. Mm-hmm. But neither here nor there. Bad time in America to uh, for white guys to kill a black guy running through a neighborhood. But it wasn't their house, right? I'm not, I haven't looked at the Correct. facts of that in a long time. It wasn't. Correct. It was somebody else's house. Yeah. So again, this is a situation where didn't call the police. <laughs> I mean, just call the police. Like, like yeah. you're not. You know, they tried to hold the guy at gunpoint. He 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 wrestled the gun, mm-hmm. got shot, and the, you know what? The thing that still gets me though is you know they got off on that initially. And the person that was behind them had the video, released it to try to prove the point that it was self-defense, and they all, the the father and son are going to spend the rest of their life in jail, and the guy that had the video is in jail for twenty years too, for having the video. I mean, for for having been in the behind them. I mean, he was a buddy, but I mean, he wasn't. Well, it was like an accessory before the fact or something. Okay. I haven't read about this case in a while. I hadn't either, but either way, it, but. It, they picked a bad time post-George Floyd and during a twenty during an election year to, to do all that. I just think, like, you know, there's like two main situations where you should use that kind of force. And here's what I mean. Somebody breaks in your house and, you know, and you shoot them. I, I get that. Anybody's, you know, that's why we have the castle doctrine. Your home, it, goes for, it comes from English common law. Your home's your castle. Like yeah. nobody gets to come in there and do that. Even in your car, same thing. You're in your car. Someone tries to break into it. You shoot him. I get it, right? The second scenario: if you're out and me and you are out, and someone starts attacking you, right, with a gun or weapon, and I shoot them, defense of others. That's another situation where that's acceptable and you can use it. But when you just see somebody, like if I'm, you know, I don't know, downtown, someone's breaking into Howlin' Mouse, I'm not chasing them for breaking in Howlin' Mouse. Now, I love Howlin' Mouse and all, but that's not my bit. I need to call, I'll call the police, though, because that's what the police are there for. And I just think that's something that everybody needs to think about when these situations happen, is other than attack on your person, somebody's close to you's person, your house, if it's some kind of business or some other crime, call the police. And I, p- I picked up some of that, uh, that gun owner insurance the other day. Do you see Triple SA or whatever? Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, man, it's Jerry. Hey. Um, so do you carry a gun? What do your neighbors think about that? Do I carry a gun? They, yeah, you said you pull out your gun and shoot somebody if I jump clutch. <laughs> Actually, I don't carry my gun usually, but I'm just giving an example, Terry. Oh, okay. Well, I just a scenario. Across the street, you're living in you know, wherever you live, and you see someone back up a U-Haul to one of your neighbor's house, even next door, and they're just like ransacking the place. Do you call JPD and wait two hours, or do you 
block them. I, I would call J. I'd call Capitol Police. Actually, that's in my neighborhood now, Jerry. Yeah, that's what oh, I do. You got a special police force. I do. <laughs> oh I do. my God! Why did y'all get a special police force? Because the neighborhood needed to be protected, and we've got it protected oh. now. Oh. Oh, okay. Are you making no, some point? Hey, I mean, okay. Am I making? Am I making what? No, I said what? I mean, you, you want me to say that we shouldn't have Capitol Police? I love Capitol Police. Well, man, I'm telling you, you got a lot of folks that didn't want it, man. But they were asking for it, but they didn't want it. Not a I single person in my neighborhood didn't. Well, I can tell you, talking to my neighbors, everybody is. We're like, it's like they're everybody's singing "Walking on Sunshine" right now when they're walking outside. Oh, I know. Hey, I'm, look, I want it to be safe. I love coming in there, but no, I just. You know, you're in a tough, tough situation. That's crazy down in Brookhaven, <laughs> but that's crazy people do crazy stuff. But if it's somebody I saw robbing them or something, I might block on my car and I go sit sit at the house. But uh, there's different police jurisdictions respond differently since Capitol Police is there. But you might not have that in South Jackson or West Jackson, you know, or something like that. But, hey, um, good show. Thank you all. Thanks, Jerry. for podcasting, and thanks for, you know, when you're on hold, getting to listen to it as well if you're on Bluetooth driving. But enjoy enjoy talking to you guys. Thank you. Thanks, thanks Jerry. Jerry. Have a good weekend. I think I know what Jerry's. I, think I, I get his point. I mean, I'm not everybody. That's why this is a problem that we that happens, right? I mean, yeah. you see your neighbors, like what Jerry's saying. Like if I saw my next door neighbors, I'm real close with, and someone was breaking into their house, I want to do something. I get that feeling. I mean, I think we all kind of feel that way, especially for our neighbors. I mean, this is Mississippi. We're all usually close with our neighbors. We get that kind of that stuff. Or our family member lives across the street. But the problem is, like, that's just not what the law is going to allow you to do. And people, you know, are, um, you know, and, and this in the situations that happen. So that's why we've got the police and, you know, you should call them. Even though you got that urge and I get it, you know, just. Well, I, I am pro vigilante. When you, what, what was the part of the law called where you protect, protection of others? Defense of others, right. Like I my am, example of you and I yeah. going out and somebody starts attacking you and I shoot them. I can do yeah. that. That's fine. I am, I am pro vigilante when you know the other person is breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Like, like if they had, if they had saw him go kick in the door of Grandma's trailer, yeah, you know, right, yeah, if they like, yeah, he's kicking through the, okay, yeah, you know, but just pulling in, and I, I don't know if he had, did he get out and drop the package off? I think he was just getting back in his truck when they saw him. Yeah. If I remember reading that, I mean, they didn't have any reason. I mean, they had a reason. They're like they're suspicious that somebody is at their grandma's house. Again, this is a country. The country everybody kind of knows each other. Why is this guy over here? That kind of thing. But they didn't. I don't think they saw him. Actually, he didn't commit any crime. So I assume they didn't see anything. Interesting stuff. Yeah, but I, I think I know what, what he was actually hinting to about the capital. Y'all having capital police, mm-hmm. and it's something I've I've mentioned before. It's like we kind of rewarded a bunch of people for bad voting habits. Um, you know, it's like voting for people like Chalkway, voting for these terrible, um councilman over the years voting for the situation that got jackson into what it's in and they was like well yeah we know y'all messed up but we're going to reward you with state paid police well i think it's i can see the point on that but here's the other and obviously not everybody voted for yeah that. no no i mean believe me I'm, I'm about as tough with law enforcement as you can get um the uh I think also it wasn't just the neighborhoods. It was initially when they did it was to protect the downtown area, the Capitol complex, yeah. you know, which and they've expanded that over the over time. And I think it was because, I mean, I don't think anybody disagrees with this. And well, some people may, but it, we need a vibrant capital city. At least we all want one. We all want a vibrant capital city. And we'd all like that. And um, and this was the first, you know, a step. So whether it's helping the people that voted for this or not, it's been a good thing for the city of Jackson, which helps everybody. Yeah. If I, did, if I didn't want a vibrant capital, I wouldn't raise so much hell about it not being. 
Yeah, I mean, like a couple days ago, you and I went over to Martin's downtown. We're not worried about anything going, you know, for lunch because I mean, (laughs) it's properly policed. Like everything is completely safe over there now, and um, you know, so I think that's uh, I think that's an important thing. That's actually that's cause the home values to go up. That's going to cause more business to come in. That's going to just be good for everybody. Here's the phone number for Capitol Police direct line. If you guys ever need to call it, um, 601-359-3125. We'll get you around uh, 911 dispatch for Capitol Police. We got guys, we got about a minute and a half here. Before we close this out, and Sean and I were talking, we're going to wrap this subject up about the FedEx guys. We were talking during the break, and what I'm trying to say about them is, I don't they they may in fact be racist. I don't know. I'm just fed up with the media making everything. Oh, it was a couple of white guys shooting at a black guy. It couldn't have possibly been because it was a stranger or anything. We don't know that if they would have done the same thing if he was white. I'm just saying. They're they're stupid, but I don't stupid don't equate to racist. Like you can have interactions, positive and or negative, with black people, and it not be racist. Like you, you know, you can just run across somebody you think's an a hole or a bad situation, or they may be an a hole or whatever. Everything isn't race is not the nexus of every conflict when it's white versus black. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's true. until there's evidence that these like we were talking in the break, the goon squad. There's plenty of evidence these guys were racist. Like if anybody says, "No, I don't think they're racist," you're crazy. They yeah. were. They I mean, did race. You race use the N word. You you, 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 you you lose the ability to say you weren't being racist. Sean, yeah. we got to go to yeah. our top of the hour break here, guys. When we come back, we're gonna hit the polo trial. We're gonna hit JPS teachers cheating, and we're gonna hit a scenario. Who do the Democrats have to kill to hit the reset button? This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards Show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, You're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on The Clay Edwards Show. And check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.